الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان بسم الله ويسألونك ذي القرنين قل سأتلو عليكم ذكرا صدق الله العظيم In previous weeks, the different incidents of Surakah have been discussed and the common theme of As-Sira Bain Al-Iman Wal-Maddiyah The battle between Iman and materialism was also discussed and how this theme is found in the different incidents of the surah. And perhaps that incident in which this theme becomes very glaringly evident is this incident of Dhul Qarnayn. Dhul Qarnayn was a person who was blessed with abundant material from the side of Allah. He was given power, he was given kingdom, he was given whatever resources was needed in order for him to be the king of the world. But despite him having the power, having the strength, having the glory, he did not utilize this power in order to disobey Allah he used it in the obedience of Allah and to help the creation of Allah. So Allah Ta'ala makes mention in this incident of Dhul Qarnayn, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ ذِي الْقَرْنَيْنِ They ask you regarding Dhul Qarnayn, who was he, what was his incident about. The Quraysh of Makkah Mukarramah were tutored by the Jews that come to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and present to him three questions. These questions were posed as a means of testing Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with regards to his claim of being the Nabi of Allah. That is he credible? Is what he is saying true? So he will have information regarding these three, these three things. And part of these three questions were with regards to Dhul Qarnayn. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ ذِي الْقَرْنَيْنِ قُلْ سَأَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا Allah Ta'ala says we are going to mention some portion of his life. We are going to mention some portion. Each and every detail of the life of Dhul Qarnayn has not been mentioned. What has been mentioned in the Qur'an Majid as well as the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with regards to his incident is sufficient guidance for us. What has not been mentioned with regards to the actual name of Dhul Qarnayn, what era he had lived in, what tribe he hailed from, what was the different, diff, all the different incidents with regards to his life, all these details have not been mentioned. Allah Ta'ala mentions, سَأَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا Some portion of his life will be mentioned. With regards to his title, Dhul Qarnayn, in this also there is a lot of difference of opinion. Why is he called Dhul Qarnayn? This means the one who has two horns. So some say it is because of his curly hair. Some say because he was the person who was the king of the east, the king of the west. Different reasons are given as to why he is called Dhul Qarnayn. But more than this, with regards to the exact details of, his, of the reason for him being called Dhul Qarnayn, for the reason for his name, for his background, who he had met, who was he? All of these inf- all of these details have not been mentioned. But what we know, we know this much. In history, there were a lot of people with this name. A lot of people who had this title, Dhul Qarnayn. However, we know this much that Dhul Qarnayn, who has been mentioned in the Quran Majid, was a person who was extremely pious. He was an extremely pious servant of Allah. He was a king. In fact, in, it is mentioned that there is difference of opinion amongst the scholars. That Dhul Qarnayn, who has been mentioned in the Quran Majid, was he a Nabi of Allah or not? This is how pious he was. Was he a Nabi of Allah or, or not? So, so Allah Ta'ala makes mention, سَأَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا 
inna makkanna lahu fil ard wa atainahu min kulli shay'in sababa Allah Ta'ala says we had granted him power in the earth wa atainahu min kulli shay'in sababa and for everything we had granted him the means to an end whatever it was in order for him to be ex- the extremely powerful king he was he had everything at his disposal whether it is armies whether it is weaponry whether it is machinery whatever it is in order for a person to be a king and in order for a person to be able to move his kingdom into the different lands to conquer others to bring them under his kingdom this was something which was easy for him but allah taala makes mention inna makkanna lahu we had granted it to him we had granted it to him this was a gift given to him from the side of allah numerous places of quran al-majid when allah taala speaks of of people being given the material of this world one is a person is blessed with material in the form of wealth like qarun inna qaruna kana min qaumi musa fabagha alayhim wa atainahu min al-kunuz allah taala says we blessed him with treasures we blessed him with the wealth of this world in the same way zulqabin allah taala says inna makkanna lahu fil ard we granted him that power he was the super power of the time but that power was given to him from the side of allah this is where the test comes as-sira bayn al-iman wal-maddiyah the battle between iman and materialism at the person at the peak of his power he is the super power of the time everyone around him is looking up to him this person no one can touch him he ha- he has so much of power so much of strength so much of influence at that time does he regard his power to be given to him from his own side does he regard his power to be self he he gained it himself or does he realize it that came to him from the side of allah allah taala says inna makkanna lahu fil ard we blessed it to him but the people in the past many many nations had fallen because of this they had fallen because of this allah taala makes mention of the nation of ad qalu man ashaddu minna quwwa they had a lot of power a lot of strength to such an extent it reached it it, it overpowered the intellect now they couldn't think correctly they couldn't reason Now they began to make claim man ashaddu minna quwwa who is they who is more powerful than us who is they has who has more strength than us allah taala gives the answer awalam yaraw anna allah alladhi khalaqahum huwa ashaddu minhum quwwa do they not see do they not realize that allah taala the being who had created them is more powerful than them? he is more powerful than them in seconds he can destroy them all their power all their might everything can fall within seconds So Allah Ta'ala makes mention of Dhul-Qarnayn, his power. And this is something which unfortunately when we look in this world today, people who have power tend to become, we can say, drunk with power. And we see it in the world internationally. The so-called nuclear powers, the superpowers, will take advantage of those people who do not have the means to defend themselves. They will go to them, bomb them, nuclear them, do whatever it is. Why? Because I have the power, I call the shots. So what happens? They forgot about Allah. they forgot about the reason for them being blessed with this power is not to take advantage of the weak not to take advantage of the people around them it is use them to use the, the purpose is to use this power for the benefit of mankind to help others to assist others and as we see in this incident of dhul qarnain he does the exact same thing he uses that power and might given to him from the side of allah in order in order to serve and help and assist others so this power is a is a test from the side of allah now a person has that power so internationally we see that how this power is is abused in order to take advantage even in the local in the local communities 
in, if a person has power, he has strength, he is a leader, then what happens unfortunately, now in order to make things work, they have to be paid. Everything is about money, rivalry and corruption. So in order for anything to work, you will have to go to what, you have to do what they tell you to do. This is not only, this does not only apply to leaders in a global scale. Each and every one of us, in our own way, are leaders. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes mention in one hadith about seven groups of people who will be under the shade of the abshah of Allah on that day when the sun will be shining so close to a person, where he can be, people will be drowning in their own sweat. On that day, such an important day, people will be, seven groups is mentioned in this hadith. Other hadith, other hadith mention other groups as well. But this hadith, seven groups are mentioned. That they will be under the shade of the abshah of Allah on such an important and vital day. The first group of people who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes mention of. Al-Imamun Adil. Al-Imamul Adil, that ruler, that person who had strength, that person who had power, that person who had other people under him, he was dealing with justice. Al-Imamul Adil, that Imam, that leader who had dealt with justice, not taking advantage of his leadership and power, not abusing it in order to make sure all the money comes to him, not abusing it to abuse, to, to, to harm others, to oppress others. No, he deals with complete justice. As we had seen in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the lives of the Khulafai Rashidin and the lives of the pious of the past, when they had that power, they had that strength, they used it in the obedience of Allah in order to help and assist the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Each and every one of us are leaders in their own sense. In our own businesses, we may be employers. Under us, we have employees. Are we dealing with justice? Are we paying them a fair wage? Are we, are we overworking them and underpaying them? Are we treating them with fairness and justice? Are we abusing them? Are we swearing them? Are we oppressing them? In our own way, we need to consider ourselves. One is in the business place. One is at home. Each and every one of us are a leader within the home. Are we oppressing the wife, the, ch the children, the people at home? Are we oppressors? Are we causing harm? Are we causing difficulty? Are we, are we being... Are we being unfair and unjust in the way we conduct with others? So all of us in our own scale, in our own circles, we can find, a, we can find an opportunity or we can find this, 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 uh, this thing of being an imam. We can see how it applies to us. Nevertheless, Dhul Qarnayn, Allah Ta'ala makes mention, Each and everything of this world was at his beck and call. He had everything. وَآتِيْنَاهُ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ سَبَبًا فَأَتْبَعَ سَبَبًا حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَغْرِبَ الشَّمْسِ Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an Majid with regards to answering the question of the Quraysh of Makkah Mukarramah which was, who, who were tutored by the, by the Jews of Medina Allah Ta'ala makes mention of three incidents with regards to the life of Dhul Qarnayn or three journeys that he had undertook one is حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَغْرِبَ الشَّمْسِ He goes, he travels until he reaches the point of the setting of the sun. As far as he could go, as far as the communities were, as far as people were residing, hatta ida balaga maghriba shams, till the place where the sun is setting. He could not go any further. Hatta ida balaga maghriba shams, wajada fi, hatta ida balaga maghriba shams, wajada fi haqo. He goes to this place and he finds the sun setting fi ainin hami ati wa wajada in the in a murky sting of water. Allah Ta'ala gives a description of the place where the sun is setting and he finds a group of people here. And these people were disbelievers. So, قُلْنَا يَا ذَا الْقَرْنِينَ إِمَّا أَن تُعَذِّبَ وَإِمَّا أَن تَتَّخِذَ فِيهِمْ حُسْنًا 
Allah Ta'ala gives a command to Dhul Qarnayn, whether directly or via the Nabi of the time, that all Dhul Qarnayn, you have an option. Either because of these people's kufr, because of them, because of their transgression, you have the option immediately you can punish them. Immediately you can kill them. Or you can cheat them in a good way. You can give them, you can cheat them with honor, you can cheat them with respect. So Dhul Qarnayn takes the second option. What he does, he invites them to Islam. He invites them to accept the, to accept his call, to, ex- to, to, to follow the Sharia of Allah Ta'ala. This is his invite. And he says, He accepts the second option. And then he says, those people who remain upon their transgression, and they are not willing to come upon the deen of Islam, then these people, I will punish them, and they will then go into the court of Allah, they will return to their Rabb, and they will find an even more severe punishment there. And those people who accept the call, those people who accept the deen of Islam, then I will treat them in a very good manner. This was how Dhul Qarnayn had, had dealt with the people when he had went into the West. Allah Ta'ala then makes mention of his second journey. ثُمَّ أَدْبَعَ سَبَبًا حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ مَطْلِعَ الشَّمْسِ وَجَدَهَا تَتْلُوُ عَلَى قَوْمٍ لَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهَا سِتْرًا كذلك وَقَدْ أَحَطْنَا بِمَا لَدَيْهِ خُبْرًا Allah Ta'ala makes mention of the second journey. From the extreme west, he now goes to the extreme east. And in this place, when he reaches this extreme east, he finds a group of people, لَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهَا سِتْرًا Allah Ta'ala gives a description of how these people were living. These people were not used to living under shelter. They would not have houses, nor were they living in tents. In fact, they did not even cover themselves with clothing. More than this is not mentioned with regards to how Dhul Qarnayn had dealt with them, or what was the incident that had transpired with them. However, Mufassirin explained that because these people were also transgressors, it seems that Dhul Qarnayn would deal with them in the same manner he had dealt with the first group of people. Meaning he would invite them to Islam. Those people who accept well and good, you will be treated well. And those people who do not accept, they will be punished by, by Dhul Qarnayn. So this was the second, the second journey. First journey, extreme west. Second journey, extreme east. The third journey, Allah Ta'ala makes mention, ثُمَّ أَدْبَعَ سَبَبَ حَتَّى إِذَا بَلَغَ بَيْنَ السَّدِّينَ He goes again on another journey. Until he now goes and he reaches the place between the two mountains. Between the two mountains. And he comes here and now he finds a group of people who the communication with them was extremely difficult. These people, he could not communicate with them. There was a language barrier. Nevertheless, they managed to get a message across to Dhul Qarnayn. Qalu ya Dhul Qarnayn, inna ya'juj wa ma'juj mufsiduna fil ard. Fahal naj'alu laka kharjan ala an taj'ala baynana wa baynahum sadda. They come to Dhul Qarnayn, they see his power, they see his might. He has so much of resources with him. So they come to him and they tell him that, Oh Dhul Qarnayn, ya'juj and ma'juj are causing a lot of corruption to us. A lot of difficulty and hardship is coming to us because of them. Ya'juj and ma'juj are tribes. And they used to come to these people and cause harm to them, cause difficulty to them. So they come to Dhul Qarnayn and say, why don't you, we will, we will get some funds for you. We will pay you if you do this job for us. Make a barrier between us and Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Separate us from this, from this evil tribe. So Dhul Qarnayn says, 
قوله يا ذا القرنين إن يعجوج ومعجوج مفسدون في الأرض فهل نجعل لك خرجا على أن تجعل بيننا وبينهم سدا قال ما مكني فيه ربي خير فأعينوني بقوة أجعل بينكم وبينهم غدما He says what we can understand that keep your money. Keep your money. I'm going, this was a, not a small job. This was a great job for him to fill a mountain pass with so much of, with so much of iron and so much of, struck a, such a huge structure needed to be built. The Dhulqarnain was, were, were not, were, the purpose was for them not to be able to, sub, to, to, to overcome it. Now he's building such a great thing. And he tells them, ma makanni fihi rabbi khair. The power and the mind, the strength given to me from Allah, that resources I have from the side of Allah, this is sufficient for me. You can keep your wealth. Now, as we had mentioned in the beginning, the battle between Iman and materialism. When a person is a materialistically minded person and he has that power, he has that strength, he's always looking to abuse, always looking to oppress, always looking to fill his own pocket. However, Yazulqarnain, having power, having might, having the kingdom of the world, he uses that resources given to him from the side of Allah in order to help and assist the servants of Allah who are in need. Helping them and assisting them. But he asked them, did you give me some manpower? Give me some manpower, give me some material in order to fulfill this task, in order for me to build this, this barrier, this wall. He asks for iron, and layers and layers of iron are placed until it fills the entire mountain pass. Fire is then brought and it is now burnt over this iron, and then molten lead is poured over it. A great structure is built, something which was not an easy task, but Zulqarnain does it for them, not for any material gain for himself. He does it in order to help and assist these people. The, the, the nation of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, they after once this wall was built, they were not able to overpower it. They were not able to climb over it, nor were they able to make a tunnel and go under it. Such was the strength of this wall, this barrier that Zulqarnain had built in order to keep Ya'juj and Ma'juj at bay. Allah Ta'ala means mentioned with regards to this wall. Zulqarnain then mentions, This is a mercy from the side of Allah. This is a mercy, this accomplishment, this great task that had been fulfilled. This great accomplishment, what see, هَذَا رَحْمَةٌ It is not my own, not my own accomplishment. Not my own. It is purely only mercy from the side of Allah. When the promise of my Allah comes, Allah Ta'ala will cause it to be smashed. Allah Ta'ala will cause this wall to fall. Everything in this world is not going to last forever. Even the great wall of Dhulqarnain, which kept behind Ya'juj and Ma'juj, one day is going to be smashed. And in fact, from the, from the signs of Qiyamah, the signs of Qiyamah that will come. One is the coming of Hazrat Mahdi. One is the coming of Dajjal, the coming of Isa alayhi salam. After Isa alayhi salam defeats Dajjal, thereafter Allah Ta'ala will then send Ya'juj and Ma'juj. The Ya'juj and Ma'juj will come in such large numbers. Allah Ta'ala will send a message to Isa alayhi salam and the Muslims at that time. That this nation that I am now unleashing into, the, into this world, I am now unleashing them. You do not have power to overcome them. You will not be able to overcome them. 
Allah Ta'ala is addressing Isa alayhi salam. That the Ajud and Majud are coming. You will not be able to overpower them. You cannot combat them. Take the Muslims and seek refuge in Mount Tur. This is the great number of the Ajud and Majud. In fact, in one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah Ta'ala will address Adam alayhi 